Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Oh, here, nice. Nice. Oh, yes. Andre, the China. WrestleMania. Hulkamania is running last. My God, what a Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Slows Wrestling Show. My name's Alex Slows. I am live from Hawk Radio, St Hawk Radio Studios in beautiful Ybor City, Tampa, Florida. Coming up, Stone Cold talks about NXT, Matt Hardy's retirement, TLC, Shawn Michaels, and more on the Slows Wrestling Show. Welcome back to the Slows Wrestling Show, your source for everything in sports entertainment. So recently, Stone Cold Steve Austin was talking to X-Pac on an episode of the Stone Cold Podcast, and they both brought up NXT. X-Pac went on to say that the, ring, the thing that makes NXT better than WWE is the fact that it's not oversaturated. NXT TakeOver and SummerSlam were the night and day to him. Then he would add that he likes how NXT presents their storylines better. Stone Cold would add he likes NXT better than WWE right now. And I can honestly agree with them with Stone Cold and X-Pac because the writers of the show don't really focus on demographics as much, but rather try to bring the best entertainment each week on NXT. The only problem is when an NXT star gets called up to WWE, they can't figure out how to sell a niche performance in the mainstream crowds, and that's why most NXT stars with potential like Bobby Roode have failed. 
and it's just sad to see stuff like that happen. Hopefully, f hopefully they'll do a better job when they call up uh, more NXT superstars and not make the same mistake. Now, for those who don't know, uh, this is really sad news. Matt Hardy posted a YouTube video on his channel, Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy Brand, that I watched. And sadly, it sounds like he is retiring after 26 years of his career. I don't know if it's an official retirement or if he'll be back, but th if this is goodbye, it was a hell of a ride watching him over time evolve into who he is today. And some of my favorite Matt Hardy moments were his matches against Edge and when he became version one and his Extreme Rules match with his brother Jeff Hardy. Those were some great moments in WWE. Whatever, be, whatever may be next for Matt Hardy, I wish him all the best and the, and the best good luck. Now, according to SES Scoop, top, a top match has been advertised for TLC. It appears that the first match, which could end up being the main event, has been revealed for the final WWE pay-per-view event of this year, Tables, Ladders, and Chairs. The, the SAP Center's website is currently advertising The Shield, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose versus Braun Strowman, Drew McIntyre, and Dolph Ziggler as the main event of the show on their official website. The TLC pay-per-view event takes place on Sunday, December 16th, 2018 in San Jose, California at the SAP Center and will air on WWE Network and some traditional pay-per-view outlets. This is some really exciting news because we will soon get The Shield in another pay-per-view show, so I can't wait to see what happens. Now, according to Ringside News, WWE is weighing in on two big matches for Shawn Michaels for, for Survivor Series. WWE has options that are on the table and would be extremely popular decisions. One is Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker in a singles match on February 27th in Los Angeles. But if WWE wants to hold off on this, they may consider reunite the brothers, considering reuniting the Brothers of Destruction, Kane, and The Undertaker. Either way, this would be a huge opportunity and match for all, all for all four of these wrestlers. So I can't wait to see what's going to happen next. But uh, what I really want to see if it's going to be a tag team match: the Brothers of Destruction versus Degeneration X, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels. That that would be something. That would be like that would draw so much people to the WWE network and to the event itself like that would bring in WWE a lot of money now according to IW nerd and Dave Meltzer Vince McMahon has changed his mind in regards to using managers there was a sentiment for a long time that Vince didn't like using them that is why you can only see Paul Heyman and a handful of others on WWE programming that has recently changed and Vince is now more open to the idea Meltzer says that the success of Paul Heyman seems to have helped Vince change his mind to be more open to using them. That is why we are seeing guys like Drake Mavic and Leo Rush being used in spots recently. Meltzer says that there is talk of WWE bringing managers from the independent scene. This would work. This would be to work with superstars that are already under contract. To me, I think this is a really smart idea to bring in managers for superstars in WWE because it helps develop their in-ring character better over time. We have seen it happen to many superstars, including Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker, so I'm all for this idea. Now, here are the SmackDown Live results from last week. Daniel Bryan and B Brie Bella stand tall again. Brie Bella faced Maurice in a... 
in a match, but it was ended via disqualification. And then we had AJ Styles and Samoa Joe deliver their final messages before Hell in a Cell. Becky Lynch gets a creative gets creative with her ambush on her former friend Charlotte. Charlotte Flair defeats Sonya Deville via submission. What else happened on SmackDown? Jeff Hardy defeated Shinsuke Nakamura via disqualification. Rusev Day versus defeated the Bards via pinfall to become number one contenders. Andre Cien Almas defeated R-Truth via pinfall. And Asuka and Naomi had a backstage interview. So that's pretty much the whole highlight and breakdown for SmackDown Live before Hell in a Cell. And we, now we will take a break. But when I come back, I will talk 205 Live NXT results from last week, New Japan Pro Wrestling Tamatonga Super Showdown, my thoughts on Hell in a Cell results, and more on the Slows Wrestling Show. How do you top my?
Welcome back to the Slows Wrestling Show, your source for all things wrestling and sports entertainment. Now, according to Wrestling Edge, WWE 205 Live is being moved to Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. on the WWE Network. I actually like this change announced by GM Drake Maverick because I think more people will actually tune into the show now rather than air it Tuesday nights after SmackDown Live because people will sometimes only feel like watching a two-hour show then disconnect for the day. Now that the show is available on Wednesday nights, I hope to see a change in TV ratings. Now, here are the NXT results from last week's episode. So, the show started out with Tommaso Ciampa heading into the building for his first appearance since NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. They try to get a word from him, but he reminds, remains silent as he storms past them towards the building. Then the first match would be Andre Lorcan and Danny Burch versus Adrian Jahoud and Cesar Bonani. Bonani and Burch get things going. Bon bon Bonino with a si sizable height advantage, but Burch with a European uppercut and follows that up with a headbutt. Step up is a Gary missile drop kick, Kip up, and Lauren tags in. Double suplex, double chops as Burch gets back in there. Banani shoves Birch to his corner and Joe tags in. Locks in a modified armbar. Banani tags back in and hammers away on Birch. Backbreaker running knee to Birch's head. Cover for a two count. Joe gets right back to work on Birch's arm. Birch finally gets away. Lorikin in lands some heavy chops to the face. Running European uppercuts to both opponents and hits a running blockbuster on both guys. Birch tagged in double... Tagged in double team high angle implant DDT that will finish that finish the match. The winners Onlay Lorkin and Danny Virch via pinfall. Then we had Shayna Baszler versus Violet Payne. Crowd with a Shayna Shayna was gonna kill you chant. Payne immediately is immediately taken down. Baszler swings away and stands back up. Kick to the chest. Baszler wrenches away from Payne's arm one way and then the other way. Baszler then stands on her hand and kicks away at her arm. Baszler with a rear naked choke and that will end things in a hurry. Baszler hangs on for a bit bit long and Payne passes out. So there's this move that uh, Shayna Baszler does. It's kind of like a uh, a sleeper, but it's it's kind of like the Coquina clutch laying down like parallel to the floor. It's kind of like the same thing that Samoa Joe does. And she... she choked out her opponent for a win which was that was something really cool to see i like how i like how she i like how she uses submissions a lot that's what i like about Shayna baszler she's fast she's quick she's agile and because because of her mma background and she knows a lot about what to do in a ring what her situation what her situations are what she needs to do to win a match and that's what i like about her then we had Lars Sullivan versus Raw Mendoza. Mendoza, able to avoid Sullivan at first, lands a couple of kicks, kicks some momentum, hits a springboard kick, but that, but that, then he gets planted to the mat. Sullivan launches him across the ring, big splash in the corner, another toss, huge clubbing blows, and then Mendoza was able to hit a jack, hit a jawbreaker, kicks. Kicked dodges a charging Sullivan into a ring post. More kicks by Mendoza. Springboard drop kick, but gets caught with a power up, pop up power slam. Sullivan with a massive clubbing blows to the side of the head. The freak accident cover for the one, two, three. 
Then we had Bianca Blair versus Nikki Cross. This one to this one this was there was no winner due to a double countout. And that's that's pretty much the whole highlight sh for the show of NXT. And if you want to watch NXT, it's on Wednesday nights, I believe, right? I think it's before 205 Live or after 205 Live. I don't know how they're going to do that, but I, th I believe it will be on right after 205 Live. So now let's talk about the first time ever pay-per-view in Melbourne. Well, now let's talk about New Japan. News coming from Sports Kita. Bullet Club member Tamatanga is looking to recruit new members from all over the globe. Tama believes there's only one Bullet Club that he and he is fighting for it. Now I do like Tama and a lot of the stars in New Japan, but to me the Bullet Club will always be Cody, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Hangman, Adam Page, and Marty Skrull because they were the original Bullet Club. That's why I'm wearing this shirt right now. Actually, I'm wearing a. Uh, a Marty Scroll Villain Club shirt. That's why I wear this shirt. Because they are the original Bullet Club. And nothing will ever beat the original Bullet Club. Now, for the first time ever in Melbourne, Australia, we'll be, giving, we'll be getting a WWE pay-per-view called Super Showdown on October 6th. Here is the predicted match card. Triple H versus The Undertaker. The Shield versus Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre. WWE Championship, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe, no disqualification. Ronda Rousey and the Bella Twins versus the Riot Squad. Daniel Bryan versus The Miz for number one contendership. SmackDown Women's Championship, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. John Cena and Bobby Lashley versus Kevin Owens and Elias. SmackDown Tag Team Championship, The New Day versus The Bar. Asuka and Naomi versus The Iconics. And the WWE Cruiserweight Championship, Cedric Alexander versus B Buddy Murphy. So that sounds like a really action-packed, uh, uh, a really action-packed match card for Super Showdown on October sixth. What I'm looking forward to on this card, what I'm looking forward to on this card is the WWE Championship match: Daniel Bryan versus The Miz, John Cena and Bobby Lashley, The Shield, Triple H, and Undertaker, and that's pretty much it for me. Those are the only matches I care about watching. The the rest I don't really care about as much. And now here are the results from last Sunday's pay-per-view, Hell in a Cell. Randy Orton defeated Jeff Hardy inside Hell in a Cell. Becky Lynch defeated Charlotte, winning the SmackDown Women's Championship. Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler defeat Ambrose and Seth Rollins, retaining the Raw Tag Team titles. AJ Styles retains the WWE Championship via roll-up pin. The Miz and Maurice defeat Brie Bella and Daniel Bryan. Ronda Rousey defeats Alexa Bliss and retains the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman for the Universal Championship, but it ends in no contest. So to me, Hell in a Cell was a 9 out of 10. The things that went down in the main event between Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman's Hell in a Cell match were just downright absolutely insane. And I was not expecting these turns as events. So warning guys, if you haven't watched Hell in a Cell yet, go watch this before you listen to my show. Because there are spoilers ahead. So, Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler showed up trying to foil the match for Roman. But then Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins would intervene, causing mayhem on the top of the cell. Then, Seth and Ziggler would do battle on the side of the cell, crashing through the announced tables. Then, an unexpected vis visitor, 
Brock Lesnar would put down the monster among men and the big dog with earth-shattering F5s, closing out the show for no contest finished of the Hell in a Cell main event. That was absolutely, that it was an, an insane way to end the show. I like how they left suspense and a cliffhanger. The only things I didn't like about the show was how short the WWE Championship match was and the match between Jeff Hardy and Rianda Yorton. But other than that, this pay-per-view was really, really good. The way they ended it was spectacular. The, be- the first match was spectacular. And there's... But there's a lot more they could still do with a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view because I believe the first match was way too short. And I just think it could have went on like 15, 20 minutes longer inside that cell. Now, here's the Monday Night Raw recap from 9-17-18. So, with Hell in a Cell out of the way, we knew that the primary focus for WWE would be on two huge events set to take place in the months of October. Super Showdown in Melbourne, Australia, and Evolution, the historic all-women's pay-per-view going down on October 28th. But on the post-Hell in a Cell edition of Raw on Monday night in Dallas, we learned that there's now a third massive event to keep our eyes on that goes down immediately after October closes, and the Universal Championship was immediately thrust to the forefront. A crown jewel awaits in Saudi Arabia. Universal champion Roman Reigns opened up Raw to the trademark chorus of booze from the crowd in Dallas. Reigns said he's well aware that Brock Lesnar is, uh, is owed a rematch, but he didn't think that the former champ would do the, what he did at Hell in a Cell. He called out Lesnar, but insisted it was Braun Strowman who made his way down to the ring. Strowman told Reigns he would be thankful Lesnar showed up last night because if he didn't, he wouldn't be holding that Universal title. The former Money in the Bank briefcase holder said that he's been screwed twice by Lesnar now, so if anyone should get their hands on Lesnar, it should be him. Acting General Manager Baron Corbin proceeded to make his way out next, and he said as new General Manager, no one was more unhappy about what took place at Hell in a Cell than he was. Corbin revealed that he had been talking with Stephanie McMahon throughout the day, and they came up with a solution. On November 2nd in Saudi Arabia at the next major Middle East event called Crown Jewel, Reigns will defend the Universal title in a triple threat bout against Lesnar and Strowman, who has was who who was none too pleased about the announcement, immediately proclaiming this sucks. Paul Heyman was n- next to join the party, bringing along with him the Hell in a Cell door Lesnar kicked out kicked down on Sunday night. The advocate to the former Universal Champion said he's here to teach us about Brockonomics. Again, Heyman simply laid out the plan where Lesnar leverages UFC and WWE against one another for the most mo- for the most money imaginable before finishing off by saying his client will become the crown jewel of WWE. Back in the ring, Corbin acknowledged how banged up Reigns was from his Hell in a Cell bout on Sunday, so he used the opportunity to abuse his power and capitalize. Other than main event Monday night, Reigns is defending the Universal title against acting general manager Corbin. Roman Reigns would defeat Baron Corbin via pinfall to retain the title. Later in the night, Undertaker enlists help from Melbourne. The dead man hit the ring after his signature saunter down the ramp, and he said he's never seen anyone with a more broken soul than Triple H. Undertaker brought up the comments made by Triple H last week and said that delusion will ultimately be his downfall. There was a time where he was wicked, savage, and a warrior, but these days he tends to play a more corporate game. 
When he faces him again, the result will be the same. He will plant him six feet under. Undertaker then made a revelation for Super Showdown. He said he knows that Triple H will have Shawn Michaels in his corner, so he'll have someone in his. His brother of destruction, Kane. On October 6th, he'll make sure if his brother in his corner that Triple H rests in peace. So it looks like this match may come true, guys. We might actually get Triple H, Shawn Michaels against Kane and The Undertaker. We're this we're getting close to that, and that's what I like. I'm like super excited to see if they're gonna confirm this match, which I'm hopefully they do. Cause I wanna see this happen. I bet I bet I'm not the only one who wants to see this. I bet a lot more other people would like to see this happen. There have been many reports recently that after eight years away from the ring, Michaels would be making his return to competition in a tag team match with Triple H in Saudi Arabia. The confirmation of the Crown Jewel event coupled with Undertaker's announcement of Kane in his corner in Australia seems to all but lend credence those whispers. So basically setting those wheels in motion was the sole purpose of this Undertaker appearance on Monday night. And I can't lie and say that I'm thrilled about the very possibility of wasting Michael's return on the tag bout in Saudi Arabia. That said, I'm even less invested in this Undertaker Triple H showdown in Australia. That's just, and then this got a great D. I'm not the one saying this, but the CBS News wrote this, so they're pretty much the ones saying that. But me, otherwise, I would definitely like to see that happen. Now, what? Here's what else happened on Raw. Drew McIntyre defeated Dean Ambrose. Chad Gable returned in. No, Chad Gable defeated Victor via pinfall. Bailey defeated Daniel Brooke. Via pinfall, the authors of Pain defeated Gregory James and Barrett Brown via pinfall. And Intercontinental Championship, Seth Rollins defeated Dolph Ziggler via pinfall to retain the title. Ronda Rousey's open challenge was interrupted. Bobby Lashley versus Elias ended with a n in a no contest. And Ember Moon and Nia Jax defeat Mickey James and Alicia Fox via pinfall. So though that's pretty much the whole show for Monday Night Raw for this week. And now we're going to go on to... WWE, we're going to go on to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Now, according to the source, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is close to returning to WWE for the 1,000th episode of SmackDown Live, which is to take place October 16th. If The Rock is able to show up, it will make that night for SmackDown so much better. So I can't wait to see if he shows up or not. For those who are interested in WWE 2K19, the video game, WWE has revealed the official roster of legends to play as, and here's the list. Rowdy Roddy Piper, Dusty Rhodes, Macho Man Randy Savage, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Undertaker Ric Flair, Booker T, Kurt Angle, Rey Mysterio, Mr. Perfect, Jake the Snake Roberts, Batista, Alondra Blaze, Diamond Dallas Page, Eddie Guerrero, Lex Luger, Sting, Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson, Shawn Michaels, Ted DiBiase, Trish Stratus, Ultimate Warrior, Rikishi, Lita, Razor Ramon, The Rock, Kevin Nash, Brett the Hitman Hart, Andre the Giant, Ravishing Rick Rude, Christian, Papa Shango, Goldberg, Bam Bam Bigelow, Big Boss Man, Beth Phoenix, British Bulldog, Brutus the Barber, Beefcake, Diesel, Edge, Greg the Hammer, Valentine, Jacqueline, Ivory, Jim D'Anville, Nightheart, rest his soul. God rest his soul. That guy was amazing. That dude was an excellent performer. Kane, Mr. McMahon, 
Rick, De- Rick DeModel Martell, Scott Hall, Stephanie McMahon, Soul Cone, Steve Austin, Tatanka, Psycho Kid, the Go- Psycho Sid, excuse me, The Godfather, and Vader. WWE has also put out the official 2K roster for the game. We got people like The Rock, Booker T, The Authors of Pain, Chris Jericho, Goldberg, Kurt Angle, Ric Flair, Rey Mysterio, Rikishi, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, Lex Luger, Lita, Batista, Vader, Big Boss Man, and so much more. WWE 2K19 comes out October 9th and is available on Xbox One and PS4. Now, if you're interested in wrestling and want to go out to an event in the Tampa Bay area, check out Tampa Bay Pro Wrestling. This is the way to go, and they are doing a show at the Big Top Convention Center on Sunday, September 30th. Go to Tampa Bay Pro Pro Wrestling's Facebook page to find out more about this event. Now I want to touch on the Hell in a Cell match between Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton. It was a brutal fight, and both men had determination and will to win. Both Orton and Hardy took damage inside the cell. Randy got a piece of metal stuck in his leg, and Jeff Hardy fell from 50 feet up, trying to propel himself down from the inside roof of the cage onto Randy Orton through a table, only to land on his neck. It was told later on the show by Michael Cole that Jeff was coughing up blood from internal injuries at a nearby San Antonio hospital. This, without a doubt, proves that Hell in a Cell can take a toll on you physically and mentally. Props to Hardy and Randy Orton for putting on a hardcore Hell in a Cell match because that was cr- a crazy way to put on the show. Just the way Hardy felt, I knew the match was over and that he wasn't getting up. Like, the way he came down, that was bad. The official was so concerned that he wanted to end the match with no contest, but Orton, Randy Orton insisted a three count for a win. I will give credit to WWE for how much this match ended. How, how how this match ended, excuse me, because I was not expecting that outcome. This leaves me thinking about what may be the best pay-per-view so far. The pay-per-view order for me is like this so far. Hell in a Cell, number one. Number two, Greatest Royal Rumble. Number three, SummerSlam. Number four, Extreme Rules. Number five, Money in the Bank. Number six, Backlash. And number seven, WrestleMania 34. Those are my orders of pay-per-views from good to bad. The next pay-per-views we got for the rest of 2018 are Super Showdown, Evolution, Survivor Series, and Tables, Ladders, and Chairs. So we'll have to see which pay-per-view moves up the list. Now, according to Sports Kita, the reason for Brock Lesnar's return at Hell in a Cell has been revealed by Wrestling Observer's radios. Wrestling Observer Radio's Dave Meltzer, who says Lesnar is back and scheduled to work an unannounced Saudi Arabia show that is tentatively scheduled for Friday, November 2nd. WWE has, hasn't confirmed the event yet, but Shawn Michaels is expected to come out of retirement at the same show for some sort of tag team program involving The Undertaker. So this is going to be a huge opportunity if WWE gets to booking and matches right. So I'm really excited for how that's going to go. Um, overall, I think... A lot happened this week for Monday Night Raw after Hell in a Cell, and I want I I wonder what's gonna happen on SmackDown because I haven't really watched SmackDown lately. It's SmackDown's kind of been bland. Like I think Monday Night Raw has the upper hand in ratings right now so far. Actually, let me find a ratings list. It says WWE records reach lower lowest viewership for 2018. So that's really really bad. Like 
WWE, like their ratings have come down a little bit. But uh, what I'm what what I want to see is the match ratings for Hell in a Cell, which are right here. And people say what? People actually say Smack the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match is number one. Uh, I kind of disagree with that. I kind of disagree. I disagree with this list. This is coming from Sports Kita, because uh, it just it doesn't. It doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. Like, why would why would a kickoff show be number one? Like, I would expect like the uh, the Hell in a Cell of the first match to be number one, not a tag team match, because this match only got like a three point five ratings. So that means that makes no sense whatsoever. I don't know why that's on. That's number one on the list, but number two is Hell in a Cell match. Number three, SmackDown Women's Championship match. Uh, number four is the Raw Tag Team Championship match. That was okay. I kind of enjoyed that. Not, not, not so much. I think there was more they could have done in that matchup. But it got a 4.5 rating, which is pretty good. So I'll, I'll give it that. And... The WWE Championship match, that, to me, that, to me, that was terrible. I think that should have went on longer. I think they should have given uh, Samoa Joe, and, like, I think they should have given Samoa Joe a much longer opportunity in that match. Like, I think he should have, like, they should have made him, like, the one with the advantage in that match, and then right towards the end have AJ Styles come back and win the match. But... They had to end it in a show, uh, like a roll-up pin. Like that's ridiculous. And then number six was the tag mixed tag team match, and number seven the Raw Women's Championship match. And number eight on the list is the Hell in a Cell for the Universal Championship match. Why is that number? <sighs> Again, this makes no sense. That why is that at number eight? That should be at number two. For all I know, that should be at number two. That should not be at the bottom of the list. There's no way. I disagree 100% with Sports Keto on that. It, 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 just, just the suspense at the end of that match was crazy. That should be on a different, different note. I don't know why it's at number two, but that's, that just makes no sense to me. Uh, but thanks for listening. Now I'm going to close the show, so thanks for thanks for tuning into my show. If you enjoyed it, be sure to check out my recent works at https slash anchor fm slash slows wrestling, and also follow me on Twitter at show slows. From Hawk Radio Studios in Tampa, I'm Alex Slows saying goodbye for now. Have a good afternoon, everybody. This is not another story This is not another drill I refuse to be another number now I'm never staying down This is 